Guys, we are live. I'm here with Nikola Danailov, host of Singularity FM, where he interviews the future. We're going to talk about uh, the podcast that he does. We're going to talk about uh, materialism in general, veganism, the importance of science, the importance of having uh, good conversations. And we're going to talk about our April Fool's prank. All right? Dave, roll the clip. Roll it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. From Kenwood Studios, Toronto. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. You're listening to the Fade to Brown podcast with Amish Patel. F***ing thing sucks. In a polarized world of black and white, you need brown. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Amish Patel. I'm here with Nicola Danilo, host of... Um, oh, sorry. My name is Amit Patel, and you're watching the Fade to Brown podcast. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I read the wrong part. In a polarized world of black and white, you need brown. And I give it to you right here every week from my bedroom. If you guys enjoy the show, there's three ways you can support us. One, uh, support our sponsor, Glory of India. They make incredible Indian food. Nicola, you can attest to that, I right? can totally vouch for that. The, Fantastic food. The best food. Uh, they're, it's so good. And tell, us, uh, tell them Fade to Brown sent you to get a 10% discount. Um, another thing you can do to help us is do all the social media stuff, like the page. If you hear something that you want to jump in on the conversation on, leave that comment in the comment section. We can read it right here and uh, tell a friend about the show if you enjoy it as well. Um, and then the other thing you can do, I can turn off my sound. And uh, But that's, the other thing you can that's do... Supposed that's supposed to, yeah. The other thing you can do is uh, support me by coming out to see me live, uh, hiring me as a speaker for like weddings, corporate events. I can do all that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, today, my guest is Nikola Danailov, host and creator of Singularity FM, a podcast where he interviews the future. Nikola, tell us about your podcast. Well, basically, uh, my podcast is uh, set up in a form of a Socratic dialogue where the goal is to create a symposium where I lay out all the future possibilities for you from the worst possible future to the best possible future. And then if I've actually done my job right, you, I would act as a midwife and you would be actually the ones to give birth to your, your own ideas. So I'm not the one to actually teach you anything myself. I'm not the one to actually brainwash you with any kind of idea. I just lay out all the possibilities for you and hopefully create the incentive, the desire and the inspiration for you to pick the best ideas and the best possible future and to make it happen. And again, as I said, I would at best act as an intellectual midwife. You're a vessel. To you. I am the tool, if you the will. The tool, yes. <laughs> to you giving birth to your own ideas wow. and, and pursuing them, hopefully. That's great. I like that you put it in those terms of like giving birth uh, midwife. This is what Socrates did back in, back in the day. And you know, that's the meaning of uh, the word uh, symposium. You know, what it actually means is, and we've kind of lost the, the meaning of that word, is, mm -hmm. is a drinking party. Is a party <laughs> where people get together to yeah. enjoy some good food, some good drink, yeah. and in a very relaxed and laid back atmosphere to discuss very important topics like ethics, aesthetics, law, yeah. law politics, war, That's religion, great. beauty, poetry, love, friendship, etc. And at the end of the night, if uh, the host has done their job right, mm -hmm. people live with a new awareness and the new understanding of the intricacies of the topic. They have a new baby. Intellectually, they speaking. have a new intellectual baby that yes, you know yes, people like you yes. help give help them give birth yes, to it. That's exactly. that's great. That's a good. That's so much more fun than getting wasted, or to actually tell people what to do and what to think. 
That's yeah. That's Be, no, because yeah. the whole point is that you are the only one who could have the authority of thinking for yourself, and yeah. that's how it should be, by the way, right? And it's it's one thing to just tell you do this and don't do that, and then there is no intellectual capacity, labor. There's not even a conviction on your own part because you're just yeah. following orders. It's just but like it's a baby; a, you have to give birth to your new ideas, and right? You have to, like, you have work to on first discover it, yeah, then test it. And then embrace it. And then your belief in that process actually becomes a conviction. That's great. And that's why, for example, Socrates gave birth to all those uh, 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 philosophical schools after him. Right. The hedonists, the Stoic, the Epicureans, the hedonists, you know, a bunch of other schools, the Platonists. The Platonists, yeah. I was going to say Plato was his student? Of course. Right. Plato was that's his right. best student, of course. And, and nice. so... Uh, all those diverse philosophical sc yeah. schools were, were birthed from those kinds of symposiums. Symposiums. So yes. they're getting together, getting wasted. I love that about Greece. <laughs> I love that they're getting... It's like, but here we do this thing where we're like, drinking is for... Like, don't think. Like, it's Friday. People say things like, I don't want to talk about work. It's Friday. It's like, it's like, you go drinking. It's like, don't think. The music's so loud in Toronto when you go out. Right. Like, dancing is fun. Absolutely. But it doesn't have to be so loud. And like, I got to scream at someone to have a conversation. And it just seems like a weird direction we've gone in with just how we go out. Like, why do we have to go out like this? Why can't we go out and have an intellectual conversation? That's why you have to pick the place for the goal that you're setting up yourself. Yep. If you want to dance and if you want to go out with a, with a couple of friends and dance, that's Fine. awesome. But if you want to have like a stimulating conversation, it's best to pick up a place with like a lower kind of tone background yep. music mm -hmm. where you can enjoy the company, enjoy the meal and fully kind of immerse yourself into that kind of friendship yeah, uh, a friendly conversation and, and sort of get that new uh, sort of momentum forward and new learning and new connecting yeah. with your friends. Yeah, yeah. There's I do comedy in a lot of weed rooms, and it seems like they're into that. But if you think about <laughs> if you think about it though, there should be as many weed rooms as there are alcohol. But but isn't but that cheating makes a little fight. bit though? But isn't that cheating the weed is a cheating? Bit? You think right? Because, <laughs> yeah. Because people would laugh even if you're not too funny. I mean, that's making no, they your don't job laugh. easier. Or or they're not gonna laugh even if you're too funny. No, they don't laugh ever. So okay, it really is like a symposium. You got to come one night. Oh, you, you and Dave, you guys both got to come. I, I did share that. I shared it. Yeah, uh, we, you guys got to come out one night because we do the we the the Vapor Central show. They just sit there and listen. Like you go up, some people get laughs. Most people don't get laughs. You're having to talk in front of people. You should come do it. Okay, you well, should, you can get on the show for sure. All right. I mean, it's a comedy show, but still, you know, you can do, you can, nobody's laughing at anything. So you just say you're a comic. That's cool. Now, I'll be very serious and, and not, yeah. not laugh at myself. Is that not cool? That's cool too. That's funny. <laughs> it's like, you can be a character who's like, I'm trying comedy today and just, you know, do like, I'm going to be very, I'm going to be the serious futurist slash yeah. scientist slash logic kind of guy. How about you do a joke and then, and then say that was quite humorous. You should be laughing. <laughs> Clearly, your intelligence level, <laughs> and then like just yeah. do your jokes like that. Um, to, to get my joke, you need IQ of one hundred and fifty. Oh, you do, you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. So, so you guys, your brain so are if, too damaged. if you guys don't don't laugh, you know what, what's the reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, though. They do respond like that. Vapor Central Room. It responds very well to science philosophy. Mm -hmm. They're stoned in that sense, though. Right. Too, they're stoned, and they're like, "Oh, cool, man!" Like you got to <laughs> you bring up like a philosopher or like Terence McKenna, Alan Watts, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah. they're listening." But you're not. You I'm may not. I'm a big get fan lost. of Alan Watts. Alan Watts is a king, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, okay, so this is you. You make a bold claim for your podcast, Singularity FM. The claim is that you interview the future. Now you have interviewed Michio Kaku. That's great. Ray Kurzweil, fantastic. Noam Chomsky. Hey, these are big names. Yes. Okay, these are big names. Yes. But the reason why we brought you on here, we're very excited about an interview you did with uh, a scientist named 
Mr. Patel. And that's Dr. Where... Patel. <laughs> Don't ever make that mistake or you're going to, you know, have the wrath of Dr. Patel, which I suffered personally and I do yeah. not want anyone else to have to endure that. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. We don't want anyone to endure that. It's, I'm so sorry. Dr. Patel. Very uh, important detail. Let's, let's never make that mistake. I think you, we have a clip of you making that mistake. I can't believe it. Okay. You made this mistake. Yes. And we have his response. Dave, can you play that? Well, uh, my name is Dr. <laughs> Patel. I'm uh, Sir Isaac Newton, Chair of Cosmology and Quantum Mechanics at the India Institutes of Technology. It's in Mumbai, so we call it uh, M-I-I-T. Dr. Patel, that's uh, perhaps a fascinating coincidence or not <laughs> i love how you're like that's a great coincidence or not <laughs> like you but uh yeah that's that's a fun clip that's fun doing it we obviously that was an april fool's joke that we did i had a total blast doing i had such it, a blast doing say. it yeah it was such a beautiful it was like a piece of art like it feels yeah. like we made art together we, and we made a baby we, we did we totally made, an, we uh, made a, a funny intellectual baby uh, and it was a you know a, a result of love and and yeah. of teamwork of of you me and Dave who's Dave there Gibson, behind the, the behind camera, the camera. Who, yeah. who's who you know incredible yeah. crucial contribution we have Huge. to acknowledge Huge, yeah. right it would not have ever Edited happened without Dave yeah so uh, yeah it was a total blast it's a blast I already have people requesting I have a follow up interview Ugh. with Doctor. Patel, uh, next next April Fools. Yeah, we got to keep on right. fighting. Oh wow, and next April Fools, nice, nice. Yeah, I honestly, I don't think we put out anything that has that much of a response, or like just a standalone video. The response is like, I got so many people uh, responding to it. You had so many great comments. Absolutely. Um, let I think we should read a couple. I mean, these are these are really good. So, Dave, can you put up the first one? Yeah. Which one would you like? Number one. Yeah. There we go. So the tube portal says, uh, when I decided to watch the podcast, I thought this was legit and was truly interesting. <laughs> but once he was introduced that barely hit, once he was introduced that barely hidden smirk gave it away. Then when he insisted, my name is Dr. Patel, I fell on the floor gasping for air and suddenly I rounded pi to three and got it. Happy <laughs> AFP, uh, Socrates, LOL, XD. That's hilarious. The two portal said that. Thanks uh, for the comment. I wish I could say your real name. Uh, <laughs> the two portal. Do you know that person? No, no. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. Well, they know you. They're like happy AFD Socrates LOL XD. So yeah. XD, I don't know what name is XD. But but the key here, though, is that we actually, it seems we pasted, right? Yeah. Uh, because we couldn't tell off the joke at the very beginning, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we had to pace it and sort of crank up the yeah. volume of humor slowly. slowly as we progress forward in the interview until it gets to a point where yeah. it's kind of almost ridiculous, but yet without sort of breaking that line, hopefully. Yes. And I like, I like that we got a couple of people. Yes. So Dave, put up the second one. Who say that we accomplish exactly that? Yes, this next person, we clearly accomplish it because uh, okay. So Nicholas Mon Montague, uh, good. Uh, he says, "Good, you should be good. You should be scared. Everyone should be scared. Don't interrupt me like this." <laughs> Amish is too smart for his own good. It's frustrating now, limiting in his understanding of nature slash reality slash multiverse. He chooses to be to to his restricting and fearful beliefs, ego, and testosterone bout. He is very intelligent, but also very ignorant. But I get it. So he is young and it is necessary, but he'll learn just like everyone else. 
Reed Lee Smolin and John Smart. Buco Nero, Buco Bianco. Thank you, Nicola. Like, here's what I love about this guy, okay? This is a guy who's sitting there going, I got it. I'm gonna let him know. Like he's just like responding, <laughs> like, I'm gonna you are very ignorant, sir. But it's good that you are trying this. You're young, you're full of testosterone, but read Lee Smolin and John Smart and you'll learn something. Yeah, as far as me, as I'm concerned, that's a good thing for me because, you know, my blogging name is actually Socrates. So if I know one thing, that is the fact that I don't know, right? But the thing is that people don't know that they don't know and that's why they think they actually know, which is where the biggest mistake we usually make is. So it's much more important to start from a point of ignorance from what uh, Buddhists call a beginner's mind oh. rather than from knowledge because if you start yeah. from a full cup there's no space to add anything else in it that's but true. if you start with an empty cup then you're able to take a lot of knowledge that's great and so so many things in our mind so many people and so many things in our minds like we compartmentalize and we say like i know everything about this and so any other opinion on it's like ah, excuse me uh i think you should read john smart and you'll know <laughs> like it's like they we can kind of fight yeah, that yeah and john smart is indeed very smart and oh, i've yeah. interviewed him on my podcast great guy okay uh, nice. so i i would stay by that recommendation Beautiful. people should read john smart and and a bunch of other people too yeah right but again we should even leave more space for opening for for new ideas and new yeah. content to come yeah okay so we have another f- uh, person that we tricked uh on this Dave, do you want to just keep, do we keep going through the comments? Or we actually we have many people who we tricked. We yeah. tricked hundreds. We tricked lots, yeah. Yeah, hundreds. Um, here's another person that I thought was funny that we tricked. Can you put the third one on, Dave? Yeah. So, Stare E says, Mr. Socrates, <laughs> I am so sorry you had to spend your resources on this Mr. Patel. He wrote Mr. He should know better. Yeah. Stary, he I don't know if that's know, an He insult. doesn't know what's coming for he him. He doesn't now. know. Dr. Patel is not yeah. going to be happy about this. Yeah. Stary. Okay, and then he continues to say, so sad, he, Patel, seems to have lost his red stapler. Think Office Space movie. Okay? A rebel without a cause, in a sense. And then he wrote, like, edit, and then it says edited. He wrote another one. Mr. Patel is a presuppositionist. He claims to have evidence of the presence of a being that created our universe. The problem with that stance is that it introduces a complexity into the equation of our universe that quickly becomes unsurmountable. Such as, if there is a creator and there must be a creator, then in order for the creator to exist, it itself must have been created. Patel claims that the universe must be created by what is in effect a being that is invisible and immaterial. A being that is invisible and immaterial is indistinguishable from a being that does not exist. Also, what is telling of his presuppositionist position is how he became upset with the interviewer when asked for reasonable evidence of his claim. In All other good words, stuff. Very good stuff because he says basically you don't know what you're talking about yeah. and you presented no evidence yeah. to, to, to back up your claims. True. Right? In other words, he He's, got the hook really deep. He got it. Like yeah, it right? he, he, he so, bought it and so, it, yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. I love like just ca- like that that was so much fun with this is just catching people like that. Like that's hilarious. Yes. And it reminds me of religious arguments. It almost cuz when I was growing up, I'm Hindu, and Christians and Muslims would argue this stuff about Jesus and they'd be like, "No, Jesus is our guy." No, he was reborn like that and they'd have this nerd debate. Right. And then if I came in with like some Ganesh, they'd be like, "Hey, Get out of here. The Get real, out with the elephant. The elephant? Kid. The uh, real religions yeah, are talking. Yeah, yeah. Come on. And they'd, like, <laughs> and they'd have these debates, but he he seems like one of those guys, like a presuppositionist. Like that's an insult on his 
you know, in his world, right. right? And there were actually other commenters who advised that you actually read the Bible, by the way, to educate oh. yourself. Educate yourself well, by yes. reading the Bible. Show a little, another little taste of the video. Yeah, okay, cool. Give, give them a little taste. Sure. This, uh, this is my favorite. Sure. Uh, so, uh, do you have multiplying, Dave? Yes, I do. Let's play that one. Are you ready? There we go. And uh, now I can multiply anything. Wait, wait a minute, wait. Now you're saying that you can actually multiply any two numbers? Yes, this is uh, what I'm saying, in a way. Okay, so let's take 767 by 511, for example. 391,937. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, uh, okay, let me double check this. Um, all right. Okay, so let's do it one more time. If we take your number here that we just got, 391,937, and we multiply by 786,797. 308,000,000. Three hundred seventy-four million eight hundred fifty-five thousand seven hundred eighty-nine. Huh. Where's my Oscar? <laughs> Where do I get my Oscar? I love that little because look. when he looked, when I gave that look, he. <laughs> I forget that I was playing a character. Uh, I'm I mean, I'm in the presence of pure I genius. I another person. I, yeah, yeah. Pure genius. When, when he looks at the camera, uh, when Doctor Patel, <laughs> Doctor. Uh, uh, where's the you Oscar? can see the genius in the eyes. You can see the genius, the, yes. the incredulous, like the presence, the this. charisma. Everything is is there. It's all there. Hey, so I think one of our commenters, the guy who said XD, I think he's Billy Jimmy Lee. Uh, is that true, Billy Jimmy D? Are you saying are you are you XD, I, the person who commented? I don't think that's the same guy because I know Billy. He's a friend of mine. Oh, okay, he's a good guy. All right, cool. Uh, Yo, thanks for the comment. We yeah. TED Talks. It's so tr that's what the Sunday show is telling you. It's like that. Yeah. It's like we TED Talks. And because nobody laughs at the comments, you could slip in as a scientist and just do like a five minute. <laughs> I don't think anyone would know. It's there's so it's a uh, Stoner Sunday is a great show, man. Um, okay, let's do the next comment. This one, we're getting a little she was tricked. Or he I'm calling it I'm calling this person a she because they're working on a rose garden. That's sexist. Well, I'm sorry. That, that's very sexist. That's like, very yeah, sexist. Don't yeah. do that, man. Well, their name is Art Hole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on. So art hole combined with a role. I was like, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into the. Let's just read the comment. How about that? Okay. Trimming focus on content. Focus Forget on about content. the rapper. You know, Stop don't trying be to like think everybody else. Yeah. Focus on, on the, the content. content. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Art hole. Don't judge trimming a book bushes. by the cover. Don't, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. So so this person says art hole says trimming rose bushes. Ouch. Ouch. Had to pause the interview as it seemed to go off the rails. Then started playing it again. Struggling with dead pointy rose vines. And Patel says there is one number. Oh, please let it be 42. Come on, 42. <laughs> Only then did it dawn on me. <laughs> Laughing so hard. Best April Fools. Thank you, Art Hole. I, we appreciate it, man. That's great. And the key point here is that it actually is not 42. So watch the interview yeah, to hey, see. Hey, Art Hole. It's very important. Man or woman. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. Don't round. Don't round. Never. Never round. Uh, think what will happen if you run pi to three. Okay? Think about it. Okay. Civilization will collapse. There's no podcast. As we know it. Elon Musk will crash and die on the face of Mars. Do we want to do that to Is Elon that Musk? Want? Is that what you want? 
42. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Dave, let's go to the next one. This guy has... We haven't done four yet. Oh, we haven't done four? No. Oh, my bad. Let's do four. Follow-up. Okay. So, Gordine says, follow-up comment. Just rewatch this interview two days later, and it is still brilliantly played. Yeah, let me just say, hey, God, hey Gord, uh, you're awesome, man. I, I love you. Uh, he's the only guy who sends me uh, hand, old-school hand-typed uh, letters, wow. signed and everything. Like, the guy is awesome. He's a been a long-term fan of my podcast okay. and a supporter. Okay. And, Gord, I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. I'm happy we make you smile, and I'm happy you had to rewatch it a couple of times and you smiled even more afterwards. That's the whole point why we do it, buddy, and we do it for people like you. So thank you. Gord, thank you so much. Um, I'm also terrified at, like, how how little the difference is between, like, a super fan and like a stalker. Someone's sending you handwritten letters. I'm like, yo, I don't know what. It's like, you know what? You know what? If I had a stalker, I'd be like, thanks for watching the show, though. I no, appreciate no, it. But no, they're hand signed, but they're typed on an old school typewriter. You're a class act right? or a serial totally killer. class act. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Class act or totally. a serial killer or both. And either way, I appreciate it. No, I, I have to say, I've only had one stalker so far. And okay. that was a couple of years ago. And that uh, did, did kind of give scary. me. That really freaked me a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know. The, the reality is, if someone wants to come and kill me, it takes them just three minutes to Google my home address and they know where I live. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, uh, it, it did it did really freak me Gord's out. Gord's on the level. So, no, Gord is totally the other end. Gord is a cool guy. Gord, man. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Gord goes on to say, after saying that it was brilliantly played, thank you, to Dr. Amish Patel. He put that in quotes. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> he writes, excellently portrayed, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, now your British accent. Come on. Yes. No, that's the yeah, wrong no, accent. Too many accents now. Yeah. Uh, okay, then he continues. He goes on to say, the first time through, there were a number of hints that gave me discomfort, particularly the do not interrupt <laughs> comment, but not enough to question the entire interview until the number 41.14159265359 came along. Thank you, Gord, for putting the correct number. For getting Actually. it right, as always. Yes. yes. He didn't just put 42 in there. He put the right number. Thank you. He's missing a, a nine. <laughs> oh, is he nine? Oh, yeah. And by the way, that's my fault because I had that typo in the beginning. Oh. And then someone warned me that I need to put the nine there after yeah. the coma so that I don't incur the wrath of Dr. Patel again. <laughs> and so they saved my buns twice, right? And I had to correct it. So that's it's not Gord's fault. It's entirely my fault. But now, now it's been corrected, though. Gord, you are brilliant. Uh, yeah. So he says, this time through, there are even more obvious hints to the hoax. How many giveaways has have anyone else found? And by the way, so let me just share with you guys here, or were we talking about that? Those are all real things that actually really happened to me mm -hmm. during interviewing people. Did we have another comment we to do. talk right. about that? So, so we have oh, the yeah. clip for that. Okay, so play the clip first, maybe. Should we play the clip? Sure. We, sure. Doing the, we haven't done the, the Johnny Depp one, and we have the, the face-off. We're doing the face-off? Oh, okay. The face okay, the face-off has a bunch of like real moments. Okay, here we yeah. go. Go for it. Can you not see my points, though? I mean, Douglas Adams said that the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 42. And that's kind of the same thing that you're talking about, isn't it? No. You're not listening, even. Okay? It is not the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Okay? It is the fundamental code at the heart of the universe. It's a very completely different thing. But, but to me, sorry, sorry, that sounds like the very same thing to me. No, you don't understand. Okay. 
<laughs> you don't understand because I understand quantum mechanics and you do not. All right. Uh, I'm a teacher. I teach it actually at MIIT. Dr. Patel. Are you a teacher? I no no I Yeah okay yeah okay I don't think I don't think I didn't see anything I'm not an expert in quantum mechanics I don't see even doctor in your name so Right right yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely not an expert in quantum mechanics no, I can see that. and I'm not a doctor even in philosophy I already know from talking to you Okay I, I see we're not Yeah and and Beauty. so I, I just want to share with you guys that when we were scripting this this show, the idea uh, about the week before uh, April Fools, actually, those are all real things that actually happened to me. Yeah. So I did have a, a, a pretty well-known physicist and a mathematician tell me that, you know, uh, I am ignorant uh, and I think the way I think because I don't understand quantum mechanics and he does. And and then I had... He gives you a face. He gives you a tippler. Tipler, it well, was... Well, okay, fine, it's Tipler, like, but... You don't understand particle <laughs> physics, and I do! <laughs> and he just gives you that face, I was like... Oh, so so we had inspiration from real people, and yeah. then I had Michio Kaku, who in the middle of our conversation told me that, you know, I actually teach quantum mechanics, and, yeah. and so I actually understand about D-Wave, and I understand about quantum computers more than you do, which is obviously true, of course, I can't deny it. Mm -hmm. But And then I had another person who is very famous, and actually more than one person, who off-camera gave me hard time because I forgot to mention the part doctor a couple of times and they got very upset with oh, me yeah, luckily that wasn't on camera and and we actually cut it out a little bit but yeah. but all those things actually have happened with me yeah. and and we mentioned a couple of names but i cannot mention you know 20 other names who had equal or actually in some cases funnier and or worse things happen yeah that we did use and sprinkle throughout this this kind of gag for april fool so yeah. much of it is real stuff that really happened to me believe it or not that's awesome and th gil uh gil Ares, thanks you thank you so much for the comments dude um gil says uh, you guys fooled me i was insulted on <laughs> nicholas's behalf because of that thank you yeah, i appreciate it we were doing that stuff from real like real insults yeah, that yeah, you th got. those things did yeah. happen yeah. actually that's hilarious when p i love those nerd i love nerd fights though yeah. Like we had a bit of a nerd debate right there. And I love those, man. I love that people are so obsessed with something that they can be like, no, that is incorrect, sir. And but like those people are so important. Yeah, but but the other important part though is that to understand that even genius people, even brilliant scientists, even mm -hmm. the best of the best are equally uh, liable to exhibit cognitive bias yes. and all the other problems and uh, fallacies and, and personal idiosyncrasies and issues that we exhibit in our daily lives. Totally. So they can be totally brilliant in, let's say, string field theory or in one field of their science. Mm -hmm. and they can be the best in the world and then they can make very silly judgments or presuppositions or totally. presumptions in another field and make silly mistakes all yeah, the time. Yeah, and it reminds me of... Uh of religion but like let's get into that in a minute we have like sure. three more comments okay. and, then, sure. and then i really want to like dive into Absolutely. that about that Absolutely. like logic because yeah. you said before emotion eats logic for breakfast and i was like oh my god we got to talk about that yeah but uh let's do let's do like we got three more comments and we'll get into it um this one uh mike mike morris dave you have a number six up Mike Morris, what a beauty. The first guy with a name and his own photo, by the way. Good for you, Mike. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's been there oh, for a long time. So thank nice. you for being there, Mike. Okay. So so Mick says, oh, sorry, Mike says, Nick, you and Professor Patel got me. I was baffled until reading the comments. Even when believing this guy was legit, 
I was laughing my ass off. This guy did a great job of comically summarizing all the 100 plus great interviews you've had with experts from all over the world. We Yanks appreciate a well-planned April Fool's joke. Emoji, emoji, emoji. Next year, ask Kaku to participate. He's got a great sense of humor. Does Kaku have a great sense of humor, though? Uh, I, I think so. I think so. But more to, to the point that Mike makes here yeah. is he has seen most, if not all, of my interviews. Yeah. And therefore, he is the guy who actually managed to follow the threads and yes. figure out that much of that stuff we sprinkled throughout the April Fool's joke was yeah. actually based on real stuff. Yeah. Because he could see those elements. And yeah. that's why he laughed so hard. He can see the giveaway stuff, yes. which is which makes yes. it real. And yes. then I feel like our scientists, like when I was writing it, I was like, I want to include real science. So it's all the science is real except for that one thing, too. That's another way of like when I wrote it. I didn't just want to say like nonsense. I wanted to say that's like, okay, that's real, but not everything. Well, like, let's be a little bit more focused with that statement though. It's not that all the science is real because mm. we don't know what the real science is, but there are real scientists who, who believe who believe and claim those things that you made there. Yeah, yeah. So, like Nick Bostrom. And that's a little bit of a yeah. difference, right? There's that, a big difference. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference. But like Nick yeah. Bostrom, Elon Musk. I don't know if Elon Musk is not a scientist, I guess, but he's a businessman. But Nick Bostrom was a, a big inspiration. he's a physicist, I think, uh, by education or something like I think he's like a that. computer engineer. Maybe? Or I don't know. something, yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, what's his name? James Gates. James Gates James Jr. Gates, Ju James Gates, the, the black guy. Yeah, he's got the beard and the hair. Beard, yeah. yeah. yeah that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Nelson, you made it, man. The, the Church of Danilov. <laughs> Nelson says the Church of Danilov. I love it, dude. Now, you know, Nelson, people back in the day when I started seven years ago, uh, they used to ask me, what do you do? And I say, oh, you know, I'm a podcaster and a blogger. And they're like, what is that? So after I've explained what that means, actually, then they ask me, okay, so what's the topic? And I would say, oh, you know, the technological singularity, transhumanism, artificial intelligence, genetics, robotics, nanotech, synthetic biology. And they'll be like, that sounds like some kind of a weird cult, yeah. like Scientology. Yeah. Are you like a Scientology cultist kind of guy? And I'm like, whoa. No, but it's so, funny yeah. how they meet. It's funny how they meet. You go deep enough into science, and now it's getting to this weird area where we're using a lot of the same, like, where a religious person looks at us and says, oh, you think it's a simulation? Well, well what's the difference? It's like you believe in God and a simulator, or, or God and he, God, creator. I guess, dreamt it all up and created it. Or a programmer. Or a programmer, and it, yeah. it starts getting to the same place in a weird way. Right, and, and you know, that's what actually Yuval Noah Harari talks in his uh, latest two books, which, by the way, are the best two books that I've read for mm -hmm. the last 10 years, perhaps, uh, and they're called Sapiens and Homo Deus. And he talks that all the things that bind us together are invented myths. They do not actually believe. We're talking about corporations don't exist, nations don't exist, money doesn't exist. All the things that put us together, the idea of what human means, like all the, those things are mythologies mm -hmm. that we create artificially yeah. and what binds us. So he says, if you go to a chimpanzee and you tell him, uh, tell, uh, take the banana from the chimpanzee and say, okay, give me this banana and you're going to go to chimpanzee heaven, mm -hmm. the chimpanzee would think you're crazy. It, it will never give It'll you a banana, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you go to a human and says, give me your food or do this, do that, and when you die, you're going to go in heaven, you know, a human can believe that kind of mythology and yes. base their actions today in the present yeah. on a some outcome in the future that doesn't exist today. doesn't exist and, and i was i was reading a thing about this too where people say like you couldn't get through the day without like 200 irrational beliefs 
at least I would say for me probably twenty thousand. It's hey. it's a lot though. Yeah. Just to do basic stuff, like you just have to believe things are gonna work, even yes. though you know nothing about them. Yes. So yeah, no believe. Like we are based on beliefs. It's almost like the thing that changes us. And from which animals. is why, as I said before, emotion eats logic for breakfast. Hundred percent. And which is why, by the way, I want to uh, because here's the thing: when people disagree with you yeah. at the logical level, they put out those totally impregnable fortresses oh yeah and you can have the best most solid logical argument but you cannot make a crack in the you wall can't, of armor you can't make the crack yeah but with music or humor mm-hmm. they're so powerful that you can start undermining the foundations yeah. of that fortress and make cracks and they become the vehicle or the vessel which you sneak in an intellectual idea yeah, yeah. and you create that bridge yeah, and yeah. you communicate which is why i wanted to bring you to my show and also the other reason by the way is that Comedy is so powerful, right? And 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 so we, we should all have some sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Life is too short anyway. But but the other point is that I want people to understand that one of the things that I've learned is that we shouldn't take anyone too seriously and ourselves probably most of all. Yep. But even the best and the brightest of us exhibit all the weaknesses of character uh, typical of normal people. Yeah. And we should never trust anyone 100% completely, no matter how... Credible and how uh, you know yeah. glorified with doctorship they are. Yeah, yeah. And we shouldn't write people off so quick either. Even when I got Nickel, actually, when you came here, yes, there were two Jehovah's Witnesses at the door, and I just made this comment to them like, "Thanks, ladies. Thank you for saving my soul. We got to go now." Yes. And I just left, and Nickel was like, "Was like, hey man, go easy on him." And I'm like, Yo. "Yeah, you it's know, it's true though. It's like, it's like why? Like I don't, and I don't mean to be rude to know, them." I was kind of but, joking, but you are kind of. But rude. it was kind of rude. It was just I was just kind of like, okay, go away now. Right, like, and, we're and, doing a thing. And my thing, and I used to be just like that too, and and most of the time still am. Yeah, but yeah. but what I'm trying to come up now is like. Think of their motivation. They're trying yes. to do the best for you. They're coming they from are. a good place. That's right. right? And, and they they want to save your soul. They want to save my right? soul. So so try like, with compassion. And, I wouldn't and, do that for them. I don't even know if I'd do it. I'd be like, I'd be like well, okay, God, especially so Jehovah's then, Witnesses, so then, they only have 150 spots in heaven, 150,000. But but, but so I'd then like, give them people. credit for the fact that they good care about you. you good right? for them, that yeah. They're coming from a place of generosity yeah. and concern and compassion and love for you. It's so true. you should yeah. start with the same place is what I was all saying. And I'll say this, that like right now they're the, the the fight between atheists and scientists is too heavy it's like too it's too like there's too many atheists and i almost became one of these atheists who was like your religion is so stupid and i'm going to tell you why and it's like that's not going to convince anyone right and you know that's the danger of, of also being too because it becomes a religion on its own yeah yeah nice and, and i remember there. yeah uh thanks guys uh and i remember i remember in psychology today recently had a study where they said that if you have a set of beliefs and you believe in them strongly and then i come at you with the exact opposite evidence yeah not only will you ignore the evidence but you'll keep believing the thing that you already believed in harder. you'll believe in it harder exactly yeah that's your evidence what will become another way of like look how they're trying to attack that's me. what cognitive bias is all about yeah. cognitive bias basically says regardless of the mountains of evidence showing to the contrary of what you believe in, mm-hmm. people get even more entrenched yeah. into their own beliefs. And that's what cognitive bias is, right? Yeah. And and that's the reason why I wanted you to come on my show on April, even on April Fool's, so that I can tell people, please don't take my word for it. Don't yeah. believe me. Don't believe, you know, the smartest people in the world 100%. You know, believe them 90%, but always leave a little space for, for, for doubt. Because yes. with doubt is where growth begins. Mm-hmm. And that's the area, you know, where where we connect with other ideas. And if we're 100% sure of everything, yeah. we'll never make any progress. 
whatsoever, it, right? Exactly. Doubt is the beginning of all, and which is why I like to say that doubt, doubt is the beginning of all science, whereas religion, it's all about answers. It's about, here's the book, the God, the man, the God said it, just follow this and yeah. nothing you do nothing else to the end of the world yeah, right yeah whereas all progress is made on the idea that you know of being falsifiable and one of the things we said in the thing is like falsifiable evidence like you got to be able to be like to prove what's wrong in a way too or right prove testable that it can be wrong. testable falsifiability testable. means that it's a testable hypothesis mm -hmm. that you can either confirm or deny but but yeah. the other point is that you know people would say well a donkey if, if donkey was if, if a donkey was good for jesus and a cave was good for jesus then why do you want a mercedes and one do why do you want to have you know running water and all the modern you know yeah, luxuries yeah. of modern it does, life it does hold people back in a way but, yeah. but all progress in the world consists in the moment where children usually through the intergenerational gap start doubting that the lessons or the truths of the yes. older generations apply to them and as you said it in the, in the interview yourself you you wanted to find the boundaries of math and break them and go through them right yeah, yeah. because you're a bad boy and but <laughs> That was also. Did I say that? that? You said Yo, that. We don't have that. Clip. I was a bad boy. I you was gotta, a bad boy. Yeah. I was. I wanted to bad. break the border of my. Bad, bad boy. I was a Find bad boy. Mad, mad bad boy. Yeah, rebel. But, but that's what young people do, and yeah. that's how we have progress, right? Yeah, because yeah. they don't accept for true. Uh, what is being handed down to them. Yeah. And you know, sometimes they fall on their faces and because there are certain things that we need to learn by experience. For sure. But other times they come with better ways of doing things that their parents did. Definitely. And, and I saw a great thing about like how we need liberals and conservatives. Like liberals and conservatives hate each other right now. And it feels like that a little bit with men and women too, a little bit where, where like people are picking sides and like with Trump and all this stuff. But it's like, it's like uh, the thing that, oh wait, what was I going to say? You were saying about Oh, oh, you need conservatives and liberals because conservatives keep us alive by holding on to all the things that work. But included in the things that work, there are things that don't work that the liberals have to be like, we got to try something new. So you actually need a balance of both. It will, if it was just conservatives, we would never have any progress. And if it was just liberals, we wouldn't pay the bills or something like, like he had a really good he had a really good way of saying it where it's like you need the you need the two kind of fighting back and forth. I think right now we're too divided. And it's sad because ultimately, even with religion and atheists, especially when science gets to this kind of stuff, it feels like um, it feels like religion and science would agree on a lot more things, but they're fighting over what do you want to call it? Like one wants to call it God and one wants to call it a programmer. What's the difference? We've got a couple of uh, things. That are a couple of good comments. Yeah, yeah. Gil. So Gil, Gil's, oh, sorry guys. Gil says suffer. I just saw suffering sucks and then it went away. Um, I'm a solid. Oh, buddy, we're going to have uh, my material in the comments. It's already yeah, just in. Tell them to like the... Yeah, just like the page. Uh, Fade to Br This is the page where I do all my stuff, uh, Fade Gil. to Brown is your podcast. Yeah. Fade to Brown is the podcast, and this yeah. is the page where I do all my stuff. So like the page for now, and then uh, there's a link to like where you can find all my material and stuff like that. And I, I like this one, too. Yeah, this is good. Another reason I fell for it is because... So this is another comment from Gil. Erez, I he hope had the ayahuasca, ayahuasca experience. experience. Another, yeah, I, yeah. So it says another reason I fell for it is because I had an ayahuasca experience in which I came to similar intuitions about the universe. It's so true, man. I I gotta do ayahuasca. Have you done it? No, no, I haven't. I'm sure Gil can tell us all about acid too. Acid is amazing. You know, I, to I be honest, I'm totally. But be going, careful. I don't want to. I'm I'm totally going in the opposite direction. I've even stopped doing coffee, and I used to be right. coffee addict for many years. And you okay. know, I I 
I'm someone who you would think would be doing a lot of cognitive enhancement, uh, you know, smart drugs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't done any of them. And, you know, I'm kind of going really in the opposite way, especially recently, like really old school. And, you know, even when I stop drinking coffee, I think I actually operate and going vegan and, and right. off coffee. Like I'm trying to keep my body as clean as possible. And, you know, I have to say my mind actually works much better. Yeah, I uh, see that. I see that. Because so, a lot of the cognitive enhancement stuff, but I think that's a different thing. Like I think right now, Drugs are suffering from the same dogma that a lot of like like it's almost like people are religiously against drugs and they they just call everything drugs like it's not all heroin but that's how Indian people think like Indian parents they just think you're on heroin no if you but smoke a joint they think you're doing heroin but one thing that I would be open to actually is mm -hmm. ayahuasca right? ayahuasca I, I, I would, would be open to that when you read up on them you realize like mushrooms ayahuasca acid can be very interesting MDMA is actually really bad for you. Acid is actually scary because some people just go crazy on it. Like that's the scary but thing of recommending. Hold on, is it called DMT? The the thing, the the no. compound in ayahuasca. Oh yeah, yeah. Ayahuasca and DMT, DMT are very much related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, you can just get it. Like like if you go to the if you go to South America, there's people who will take you on a two day journey or like an overnight. All right. You puke, yeah. you shit, and they say that your I think your it's, brain it's even more like gets a week. rid of garbage. You have to go to a cleansing yeah. period before you actually do the ceremony. Yeah, you shit yourself. Like physical, physical. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little hard talk for uh, Singularity FM. I, I, bet. No, I just no. got you. I mean, it depends. You shit on yourself. The whole point of <laughs> yeah. you cleansing yourself yeah. is actually to avoid that. To be honest. Oh, okay, but but right? what I've heard of it is so, that yes, it's almost yes, like that a... happens, but not yeah. every time and not to everyone. So it depends. Yeah. And there's measures you can take to avoid that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like cleanse, doing a pre-cleanse. But what but people say about it. Ayahuasca equals DMT plus MAO inhibitor. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Nelson. Nelson, Nelson is a cool up, guy. He yeah. loves your show. Yeah, man. He messaged yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. What's up, buddy? Um, now, the, what people have said about ayahuasca, though, is that it's like it's like almost like the, the getting the shits and puking is almost symbolic of what happens in your brain, too. Because your brain says, here's a bunch of garbage that you got to go through and deal with so we can get it out right. so that you can be the person right. you need to be. Alan Watts says, out of your mind. Right, out of your mind, you yeah. have to get out of your mind to actually get into the proper perspective and to get back in your proper mind yeah. and to see the thing from the right point of view. Yeah. You have to get out of your mind, and that's and, where I would agree with you on: don't do coke, don't do even coffee and sugar. Seems like, like sugar we got to start including the worst, as a drug. Probably. Sugar it's the is, worst, right? And like, that's the thing that I'm. Yeah, I'm just like, listen, I'll smoke, I'll stop smoking weed and drink coffee. <laughs> Let's do the sugar first. Okay, let's get rid of that, but that's hard to get rid of too. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but one if you're on plant food diet, yeah, uh, it it's it's a natural byproduct of it's a result of of that. So ever since I went vegan, like I don't add salt, I don't add sugar, I don't add anything. It's yeah. basically whole plants. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a good time to bring up our sponsor, Glory of India. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, we because we we ate vegan. Well, you ate vegan that day. And yeah, they have I a lot ate of vegan, vegan every day. Yeah, you ate yeah every day. Of yes. course, yeah. But uh, they have really good uh, vegan food. So shout out to Glory of India totally. sponsors. And you know the funny thing is, I used to hate Indian food before, and as soon as me and my wife switched vegan. Now we're big Indian food fans. We love got. it. We, we, well, Indian Asian food is generally very good. Thai food. You oh, know, if you go vegetarian or vegan, like it's, it's your it's only very option. Because you can go to those are the the few places where they actually cook the food and prepare it with yeah. real ingredients. Yeah. So you can always walk into a Thai place or an Indian place yeah. and say, 
I just don't want, you know, yogurt, meat, and, yeah. and butter and stuff like that. They can always make something for you. There's like with Canadian, lots of good veggies. Oh, good and, vegetables, and good, good and stuff. chickpeas and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We There's, just got to throw out though, too, that uh, Glory of India, is it just vegan? They have the best freaking butter chicken that I've ever Oh, Dave loves their butter chicken because. Well, uh, I wouldn't know about that. I wouldn't know about that because we've sorry, gone vegan, Dave. Sorry, sorry, so, sorry to... but if you want to eat meat, Glory of India does have a does have a lot of great uh, meat dishes, which Dave has enjoyed because he uh, doesn't mind. You're I'm a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken monster. But, uh, Gil yeah. has a question for you. Gil, what's up, buddy? Nicola, are you feeling good on the vegan diet? I got to say, man, I feel freaking awesome. It, next weekend is going to be one year anniversary because me and my wife, you know, my wife is Italian. So imagine big Italian family. We have Easter every year with 15 people on the table. Very heavy, very big meal. Mm-hmm. And so last Easter, me and my wife, at the end of the day, we look at each other and kind of simultaneously we're like, we're so done with this. Like, yeah. and the next day I went home, I basically opened the fridge, everything in our fridge that was not vegan went either to my mother-in-laws or to my sister-in-laws. Wow. I gave everything away. So we didn't even go slowly and gradually. We got, we went cold turkey. Yeah. And I got to say, my biking has improved uh, at least by a level, maybe two levels. I feel better than ever. I eat like a pig. I eat more than ever in my life in terms of quantity, but it's not such dense uh, ca- calorie-wise. Yeah. Uh, so I can eat a lot of, you know, uh, plants that don't have, you know, four or five times less calories than, let's say, a steak. Or, you're getting or a lot of water and fiber in it. They're all rich in water. Through. They're all rich in fiber. And I feel tremendously well. My skin has improved. I sleep better. So when I shave my head, I used to get a lot of pimples. Mm-hmm. I don't ever almost get pimples anymore. Uh, wow. I sleep better. I'm better on the bike. I I think it's one of the best thing that I've ever done for me and oh. for the planet, to be honest. So I, I'm a huge proponent. There's now. there's a great Bill Clinton interview where like he's like 75, 80 in the interview, and they're like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, or he's no in the interview. It was a while ago. I don't know, how old is he? He's not 75, okay, 80, man. It. I, I don't know how old he is. <laughs> but he looks old. He looks old. And I remember when he was running for president, he was like fat. He used to eat burgers and a lot. And whatever. Yeah, when he was and a president, now, he was oh, fat. Oh, he was a big boy. Right. Now, they're like, you look so great. You look 10 years younger. What are you doing? And he's like, well, I went vegan. Yeah, he's on plant food. Eating yeah, yeah. plant-based diet. Absolutely. Oh. It's the best. Yeah, and, and he looks sharp. better now than he looks back then, kind of, right? He is f- having too much sex right now, I think. Anyway, but, that's but, another story for but another that's day. That's another benefit, by the way, of, of the vegan diet. That's what I heard Bill Clinton talking about it. I was like, oh my god, this because guy. you know the the veins get plugged with all that stuff from the from the meat byproducts, from butter, from fats. You know, all those things that give you heart <laughs> attack. You know, just think of the of, of the thing. It's like it's it's a big vein, right? Yeah, it's a so, giant vein. So if it gets plugged, then you're in trouble. It's right? Giant veins. And on it's, veins. by the way, one of the first symptoms that sa- starts telling you that you have cardiovascular problems for the heart is you know, this guy. Imp- Impotency is a is a symptom and a sign that you're not doing well with your cardiovascular. Yeah. And oh, really? It's not brain. I've heard impotency is mostly. Well, all there in your could head. be a number of symptoms, but like impotency is definitely one of them. Definitely, like, if it's like the blood can't get so, there. So, so veganism helps like yeah. tremendously. Oh, Bill Clinton is. I just imagine how much because you go to those 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 Democratic national conventions. We know that people he, can't stop. Okay, clapping, we know that doesn't have uh, have an issue with uh, with his junk because Bill Clinton really does it for him. Bill Clinton does it for me. <laughs> Every okay, day, time to change topics. Me. Enough time on that. Yeah. Okay, we got another. Com- oh, I I missed one of Kaja's comments. I guess it went down. What'd she say? Oh. Oh, we TED talks. Kaja has just said ever. All right, cool. L O O L. All right, thanks, Kaja. I just want to give everyone a shout out. Um. Okay, let's go to this comment that you, you brought us. Can, Dave, can we go to comment number seven? Yes, we 
Because this goes into the things of like, what were the giveaways on the video? Uh-huh. And, uh, and Gil was talking about this earlier too. So InfoSofer says, ah, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Nicola, you totally got me until I realized the date. I love you, but it took me until 1645 with some doubt. But, and please don't interrupt me like this, gave it away. This guy is too great to be real. By the way, that's another thing that I got that, that happened to me in real life and, and like more than once. So that's again, 100% true. Yeah, nice, man. And then she says, and I was wondering all this time whether I was really so out of touch with such Indian academics or rather as speaking for all of us the other way around. Beautiful. No, no, it's not even about the, it's not, it's, it was fake. And it was acted. That was beautiful. Thanks for the comments, guys. Uh, and then this is the last comment that we're going to read today by Lucas Mueller. Uh, Dave, you have that one up? 10? Yep. This beauty. Uh, lovely, Nicola. Just lovely. Wonderfully played. Weirdly believable up to a point when I had to burst out into laughter. Amazing and not at all expected. Reflection with humor. I'd love more of that just as a provocation of thought, which never can be wrong. Can it? Truly something fresh. I love that because we were talking about yeah. this already that yeah. like it just gets people thinking about this. Yeah, we, we already covered that point, but it's very important to yeah. reinforce it perhaps that humor goes places where logic cannot. Yes, and that, oh and, my and that, that's why it's so important. But also, we should never be too serious or too convinced that we know the truth. Yeah. Uh, we should be a little bit more Socratic in our approach to saying, I know that I don't know and re really believe that. And, and be, be a, lot, a little less self-assured. Yeah, yeah, Socratic. Socratic, yeah. And, yeah that and, makes sense. and, you know, don't don't take my word for it. Don't take, you know, who, who, whatever genius you want to quote, his word for it, for it to be 100% of the truth. Because growth always lies beyond that point. Because answers are all just waypoints. They're stations along the, the journey of life. And if you get stuck onto a station, you're never going to get onto the next step. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's the questions actually that matter. Yeah. It's the questions that push us go, to go forward. And a good answer actually always raises a bunch of other new questions, bigger and better, right? So, so Isaac Newton gave us an answer and that answer lasted for 200 years. Then we had Einstein who actually showed that Isaac Newton's answer doesn't hold under certain circumstances. And then he pushed us even to go further. And w when it came to the big things in our universe, and now we're looking for someone like Dr. Patel to give us to actually do one inch thing. equation or, yeah. or shorter <laughs> yeah, or a single yeah. number that can explain the coming together of the real big things and the real yeah. small things of the universe. So in other words, to 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 put quantum mechanics and the theory of relativity together, yeah. right? And, and so and this is how we build progress forward, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to build interest for it for sure. And Absolutely. so maybe maybe Dr. Patel didn't discover it and he's not real, but he'll inspire someone else to do it. No, but but a lot <laughs> That's my contribution to science is I'm going to inspire. Absolutely. And and, and, and a lot of the things that Dr. Patel said, not only the joke parts, but yeah. the, the science parts were true parts. Yeah, they were lifted from like Nick Bostrom, as like, we uh, said, like yeah. James Gates. Or James Gates uh, and, and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson had a talk with like four of them. Absolutely. It was, it was brilliant. Absolutely. And it's not that's the thing that I keep trying to tell people is that the universe being a simulation, it's not that preposterous no like there's stuff in there that's real that like if you go down to a particle physics level enough it's essentially just information 
Yeah, James Gates supposedly has a code that re yeah. reminds. Error correcting It's not code. just any code actually, but it's a code that is the same code that is used in browsers, in yeah, internet yeah. browsers right now. They call it error correcting code. Right, exactly. And that code is found and he found it written in the fabric of the universe. S supposedly, it's crazy. So, yeah. So yeah. like, you know, who know? I don't know if yeah. it's true. I'm not probably the best person to judge it, but I'm just saying, so we don't know if that's the true science, but yeah. there's true scientists who actually believe that and argue that and, and yeah. have put their reputations on the line for it. For sure, man. And, and you know, we were t you were talking about just critical thinking before that too. I, I just heard an interesting thing about education and how, and Michio Kaku says this too, where we don't teach people how to think. Yeah. We're just, schools are just places to just in, drop knowledge into your head. Like your head is just a place to just dr to pour in, this liquid, like law, knowledge or whatever. And really, he's like, we, Neil deGrasse Tyson is working on this too, where he's saying we got to shift it into teaching people how to think because and, it's missing. And that's thinking. where the Socratic method actually comes to yeah, play its be best, right? Because only in a school where you have complete beginner's mind and, and acceptance of ignorance is where you can give birth to a diversity of philosophical yeah. Uh, you know, schools and diversity of opinion and everybody giving birth to their own ideas yeah. because that shows that you're not actually brainwashing people, but you're helping them discover and rediscover truths that are important to them yeah. and solutions that they came up with and ideas that they created. Yes. A and that's what learning is. Learning is not just a passive process of, you know, uh, open up your mouth and we're going to stuff you with our junk, mm -hmm. but it's actually... Uh, an active process of, you know, accepting and digesting and then coming up with something better. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is, I want to lead this into uh, our conversation because I think that the biggest fight back to religion, uh, sorry, to science is from religious people and it's specifically religious people who are afraid of nihilism. And they accuse and they automatically jump to like, oh, you don't believe in God. This is the number one thing. You know what my mom says to me? The number one thing she says, if I say I don't believe in God, someone says they don't believe in God. She says, oh, okay, then go murder everyone. Go murder. Go, right. go kill someone then. Right. Oh, you don't want to kill them because you love God. Like that's her proof. To her, that's proof. <laughs> that's evidence. Like, oh, you didn't kill anyone, right? Well, well that's because yeah, you love God. Yeah, and that's what I a lot of jail people too. say. <laughs> If we don't have a God, right, yeah. we wouldn't have the fear of God and we'll be all mass murderers and nihilists and stuff. So yeah. to me, my, my response is that, first of all, it's a very selfish thing to be good to go to heaven, right? Yes. That means you're not doing good stuff because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You're doing good stuff to get something out of it, which is a transactional deal. Yeah. Basically, you're trading. I'm going to be good and God's going to reward me by sending me to heaven. Right, right, right. right. So that's kind of a deal. Uh, where I well, would say is like, if you take it as a, as a philosophically important uh, thing uh, and, and you talk about pure ethics, mm -hmm. you should do things as because they're the right thing to do, not as a means yeah. to an end, but as an end in themselves. Well, now I got to worry about my mom because my mom's like, well, if there's no God, murder everyone. And it's like, mom, do you want to murder people? That's what I think right. now. You should like, not... you, are you just like, like well, she's, right. just I was, she's just on the edge of like, man, I'm going to kill this. Ugh, God. You're lucky, pal. Yeah. I get one word from him, you're going down. Like, that's it. That's so if God dies tomorrow, we're going to kill, they're going to kill yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's, right? you got to watch the religious And by the way, are... that's dangerous because imagine in a situation where we actually, you know, really hack the, the nature of reality or we yeah. have ridiculous life extension and allow people to live for hundreds of years or we do a bunch of other things that will have religious impact on the in the essence that people would start doubting their religions mm -hmm. and then those people who are held by their fears maybe will going to be suddenly released and start doing shit like that yeah yeah, yeah. right 
And so that's why I say it's best actually to start from a philosophical or from an ethical point of view yeah. and get your priorities right and say, I don't kill people because it's the right thing to do, not because I'm going to get something Just out something of it. something can be inherently good without this religious thing. Yeah. And actually the highest form of ethics is doing the right thing, even explicitly when it doesn't pay you to do so, but it actually yeah. costs you. Yeah. That's that's the highest thing of the highest level of ethics is it's going to cost me it's going to be hard for me to mm -hmm. do it but it's the right thing to do and therefore I'm going to do it not because yeah. I'm going to get a reward or not because it's going to cost me nothing but it's going to cost me a lot may cost me even my life but mm -hmm. I'm going to do it anyway because it's the right thing to do and yeah. that's where ethic comes and uh, ethics comes and and that's yeah. where we can learn from the ancient Greeks I really think quick Nelson's just taking off he just said thanks guys oh Nelson see you later buddy you you can also oh, for everyone watching Nelson, the show, I'm going to republish this on my podcast yeah. and and uh well this lives on Facebook forever so anyone yeah. watching it right now you can come back and watch it forever right. and then this week we're putting up our audio podcast this video is going to be on your channel as well yeah, so it's there's a lot of places everywhere. that you can catch this yeah. if you like the page we'll have like notices about where uh, you can watch Absolutely. Later. Absolutely. Um, uh, Billy, what's up? Billy, Jimmy Lee. Thanks, Amish and Nick. Boom. Two hearts. Hey, Billy, we'll see you on Thursday, right? Book reading. You're the photographer guy. Awesome. We'll see you beautiful, there. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, cool. Thank man. you. Um, and he says Sam Harris on religious religions from philosophic philosophical perspectives. Yeah, Sam Harris. I've invited Sam Harris maybe three times at least on my podcast. So far, no response. Sam, but, where the fuck yeah. you at, dude? You're. Are we allowed to talk about your upcoming guests or no? Uh, sure, but can you right, mention? Can you name drop right now? Well, right now I just uh, right now like uh, Doctor Kraus, Leon Kraus, right? Was actually, uh, uh, I mean, not Leon Krauss. Lawrence, Lawrence Krauss. Lawrence yeah. Krauss uh, said that he would come to my on my show, and we're actually right what now. And guy. he said yes. The problem is that many many times those people say yes, and then it takes a long time to actually nail them on a specific right. date and time. So he said yes two and a half weeks ago, and and I right now I'm in with in contact with his publisher about like actual date and time yeah, we can do it yeah. so it would be a great follow up of Dr. Amish Patel's right to have oh, Dr. Yeah. Lawrence Krauss and because we're going oh to oh my have god if you show him my video oh if you show him our video some of those same topics oh. are going to be discussed right that would be great yeah right? that's a good thing to get into so, that's a good like like yeah. circle to just have them so see my work so that's just like one example of a that's person awesome. that I'm I've got a yes but yeah, yeah. but okay so so we're, we're talking about materialism and morality I love Sam Harris I love Lawrence Krauss because they yeah. are two people who are fighting for this, who are just not letting the religious people own all of it. I don't think I think Sam Harris can be a little harsh at times, but Lawrence Krauss is very they're both they're ultimately he both can very be sweet. Pretty harsh too, like Lawrence from, Krauss? from uh the point of view of like atheism and stuff like that, right? Just like yeah. Richard Dawkins. Just like Richard Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like yeah. pretty they're all like yeah. ready for a fight. Yeah. But they all have a good <laughs> sense of morality. You are also like you wrote this article about going vegan. You have like your six reasons why you went vegan. None of them have to do with God. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. all just reasons that are good to be vegan because it's good to be vegan, you know? like Yeah. And, and if you look at the people that I've quoted there, uh, many of the greatest people in, in the history of humanity, people like Plato, uh, Virgil, uh, Albert Einstein, um, Leonardo da Vinci, Leo Tolstoy, uh, uh, even people like uh, Bob Marley, by the way, of oh, course, uh, Paul McCartney, 
um, and and many 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 other uh, famous and cool people uh, nowadays they're all vegan. Like uh, yeah. Nikola Tesla was another big one, by the way. There's right. there's a whole when list people of were people... vegan back then. That's so impressive. Yeah, yeah. Because so, if I go to some small town, totally. I'm like I'm not gonna be vegan. Yeah, here. Plutarch. I'm vegan for several days of the week in Toronto. Sure, vegan. I go to some small town. I'm like, come on, just I'm just gonna eat some cheese on this. <laughs> like they got nothing for me, you know. But yeah. But back then, Nikola Tesla being vegan, that's impressive, man. Right, right. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, and by the way, the, the Pythagoreans in ancient Greece, because Plato was a Pythagorean, and they uh, they uh, thought that the, the numbers in math was divine, by the way. Mm -hmm. So they worshipped math. Yeah. They were all, the, the whole Pythagorean school was vegan, mm -hmm. right? So back in the day, which is why Plato was vegan. And by the way, the guy was also a wrestler. Wow. So... Uh, so he was a, a very yeah, good yeah. wrestler. There's a couple and of a MMA fighters who are vegan and vegan. Yeah, yes, that's great. absolutely. That's great. And and you know what, man? I hear all these arguments against it. I don't even want to say I'm against people who eat meat or like. I hear arguments against it too. But I just like that you have a sense of morality that is not like I'm going to go to hell after. So and I, you know, I shouldn't do this. You or... know, maybe I will. Okay. Yeah. But but I'm gonna try to do the right thing right now today mm -hmm. in what I do. Because it's the right, because the it's the right yeah. thing. Yes, based on insufficient, but the best information that I'm able to get. Yeah. Because it's the right thing to do, not because I'm gonna get something out of mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of of ethics: is that you do the right thing because it's the right thing, not to get something out of it. Because otherwise, you're in business transaction and you're just trading. I'm gonna yeah. do this. For, I'm gonna scratch your back. You go, hey God, I'm gonna scratch your back. You're gonna scratch my, yeah. my back. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Deal. Right? That's interesting. Uh, apparently, like Jewish uh like the the torah is very like legal it's like they have a legal someone told me about this recently where they were saying that the torah they actually have a very legal but the same with god but the same could be said about hinduism right yeah. hinduism is not just a religion but it's about ethics too it's about how yeah. you should and ought to live your life yeah yeah right so it has legal part of it it yeah. has well you have karma you know, right so there's someone just keeping track and like okay well now now i'm gonna have to get you killed not only karma whatever, but it actually know. has a number of prescriptions about what you should and you shouldn't do yeah. with your life and in your daily routines and that's what ethics is all about yeah, yeah. right so and it has even legal dimensions and implications and stuff like that yeah so most religions are like that. Yeah, actually. most religions have like a have a yeah. bit of a political side to them, or a all legal them. like like. All of them are political. I mean, think yeah. about uh, the only thing is now that Hinduism is what I would call a republican religion, mm -hmm. because you have uh, a diversity of different gods. Yeah. Whereas Judaism, Christianity, yeah. and Islam yeah. are monarchical religions because right. you have a single. Mm -hmm. All powerful, almighty God, which so is a Hinduism, kind of a paradox because if you think about it, the United States is a republican, not in the political sense, yeah. but in the they're a republic. Yeah, right. So they should and have yet, more. So politically, you're a republic, mm -hmm. but uh, religiously, yeah. you you have the monarchical system of yeah. a single God who is in charge of everything. Well, also think of it from the from the side of capitalism. Where's your free choice in the market? If one god's screwing me over, I can go to another god. I can be like, listen, nothing's yeah. working out with Shiva. I'm going to Vishnu. Competition. I got these Hindu gods competing for me. Right. They're trying to get my attention. They're trying to get my business. Right. You got one god. Of yeah, course, it's he's a mean. monopoly. It's it a doesn't monopoly. work. Bible god is a monopoly, right. it and it doesn't that's why work for anyone other than God. It's like a dictatorship monopoly. Yeah. It, it is a dictator. Yeah. But think about it. When you go to a church, it's a hundred percent dictatorship. Mm -hmm. How? Where's the altar? The altar is at the back of the church, mm -hmm. and and God's throne is facing backwards. The, the 
wall and he is up on the higher ground. Who takes the higher ground in battle? The biggest despot of them all. And why? When you go to the despot, you prostrate yourself face down. Why? Because it's very hard to pull your sword and attack attack the person yeah. at that time. Yeah. And what? He has his henchmen on both sides of, of the throne usually, yeah. right? And they have sticks sometimes, And right? if you think like that's exactly how a church is built and you lie yourself prostrate in front of the god, why? Because it's a very fearful god. He yeah. knows that he came uh, in power through trickery and all kinds of other stuff. And he is obviously insecure and he's yeah. afraid that you would attack. And therefore, you have to prostrate. You, you have to be to, disarmed. Yeah, yeah. You have to lie on the ground. And he has to have the higher ground well, to have the advantage of defense. The, the, the religions are, are written for their time. So you got to judge Bible God with Bible God times. Right, but this know? is exactly the origins of all those things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all just a copy of how the despots and, and in the old, yeah. you know, me and Julie went to travel to Luxembourg one day and you know how the, the current prince and king came to, to be in charge. Like 500 years ago, uh, uh, it was a monastery or something like that. And yeah. a guy put monk clothes uh, knocked on the door in the middle of the night. They mm -hmm. opened the door. He killed everybody and he declared himself to be the king. Wow. Right, and since then his bloodline. Today we have the Prince of uh, Monaco, uh, not Luxembourg. It was the story of Monaco, actually. Monaco. Right, and this is the story of any king in any kingdom. Right, yeah. the guy who killed everybody else yeah. basically became the king. Right, yeah. and that's why he sits on the higher ground. He's on the higher, yeah. He he has a throne, and you prostrate yourself face yeah. down he because at any moment he, he can be, be attacked away. because yeah. that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Right. And this is why the churches are built the way they're, they're built. They're built too. the way they're built. Right? But say what you want about Bible God, though. You go back even further. Like Zeus just would come down and have sex with everyone's wife. Yeah, the guy was very what promiscuous. A, he's a dirtbag, right? and he would turn into you, have sex with your wife, and he. Here's the thing: it's a victimless crime. He needed you to walk, come see it. And here's the he needed you to walk bias. in on it and be like, "Oh God, God!" And then, and then, he right? Would and maybe. here's the cognitive bias, uh, cognitive bias part of the thing. So even on the mightiest god of all the Greek gods, Zeus, mm -hmm. you know, everyone knew he was a horny bastard. Yeah. Right. Except for him himself, he always thought he's the justest, the most powerful, yeah. the most noble, the best of all the gods. Right. <laughs> so he. Saw himself as the best of the older gods. So Everyone else knew yeah. he's a horny bastard. Yeah, he they, they knew he was right? a dirtbag and he was like a, he was and a jerk. And he to was people? having all those kids from all those women that he saw. Like Hercules was like one of his sons yeah. Yeah. And, and all those other ones, right? Yeah. So as soon as he saw a nice, beautiful uh, woman, right. you know, he had to to go and check no, but her out. The worst thing right? is he would turn into the guy and have sex with the wife. Right. If, and if he could just her. do it, yeah, yeah, exactly. if he could just do it in a way that the guy didn't find out, it's a victimless crime. Right. Because so, she's so having he good would sex. Pretend he maybe doesn't even want to have sex. Yeah. Or, you know, he could skip one. He one would round. pretend he's her proper husband, actually. Yeah. Right. Take and then his liking, his yeah. physical physical attributes, yeah. and trick her. Yes. And then turn right. back into himself. And then if the guy right. got too mad about it, he's like, well, now I got to kill you or do something. Right. He'll right. send him to hell. He'll right. do some stuff. Yeah. So everyone saw him as a, as a horny bastard, yeah. you know, and everything. And he saw himself as just the best of the best. And that's cognitive bias right there. Yeah. Boom. And God, even God has it. Yeah. The best God the, has Zeus, cognitive bias. Zeus. And Zeus. he was famous that if you put, a, give him a chain uh, in one of, uh, from, from Mount Olympus, if you string a chain from the clouds all the way down to the earth, and you have all the gods at the bottom of the chain pulling, he was the strongest god, so he can pull all the, the rest of the Olympian gods with a single hand, wow. just like that. And by the way, how did he come to power? By killing his father and all his brothers, etc., etc. Did not know that. That's vicious. Right? 
But that's like Old Testament is like that too. Like the Old is, Testament, uh, this is how Cain Zeus, and Abel. Zeus Cain. came to power, the Titans yeah. and all that. He yeah. slaughtered everybody basically, everyone. and he declared himself to be the, the the best. I mean, listen, people know you mean business when you kill your dad and your brothers. People are like, well, don't fuck with that guy. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's not gonna like let me go. And then you build an altar to the god, and what do you do? You make it like a fortress, and you create people to prostrate, you know, yeah. and crawl in front of him because it's hard to attack that way. Yeah. Now here's one thing I'm gonna say. Him being able to pull all the other gods with one chain, mm -hmm. I bet he wrote that. Well, of I bet he was weak as well. Like, because you know these rich kids, they're not strong, they're weak. But then he's like, I could pull all of them with one chain. It's like, okay, buddy, well, sure. Like, don't say anything. He'll murder everyone. Well, but like, he was very powerful, and let's yeah. let's not forget, he was the god of thunder. Oh, he got that. So, so, so people who used to be struck by lightning were impious people who are blasphemers. Who who said something bad about the god and he struck he struck them he struck them dead. That's amazing. You know you know in Hinduism there's like a in there's there's a there's, there's a god parallel. named Indra. Yeah. In, in Indra and he is like the, he is the, the king of the gods. Yeah. But he's not he's like a low level guy. He's not the highest. He's not like there's God and then he's one of the gods that's because like hey guys. Hinduism a lot more democratic religion. Actually. It's very democratic. Right? It's all about democracy. It's all about free, open free choice, open market. Capital, <laughs> it's a capitalist-based religion. Right. And 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 so yeah, whereas here we in the West we have embraced the monarchical system it's of It's opposite, religions. eh? Yeah. It's opposite, yeah. Which yeah. is very weird. It's very weird because if you look at how they live in India, they live like good Christians. They live like nobody has sex and stuff, nobody's doing drugs. It's like what <laughs> what is this? And then you go to America, it's all sex, drugs, rock and wait, roll. Wait, 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 wait. If nobody has sex, how do we have one point some billion Indians? After right? marriage, dude. They have sex after they get married. They clearly have it though. They're right? like they uh, lots they're of pushing it, okay. the marriage, they, they get like, people married when they're 20 that one doesn't fly listen, buddy. you know no, how many no, of my uncles right. they got married because they were horny they told they, i have uncles that told me this they're like he's like listen i was 19 they put a girl in front of me i guess i need to get pussy like he's just like yo and he's married and like i'm like she's in the other room but he's like yeah but you know okay, you start you're 20 years like old donald trump using those words now you know, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah yeah i mean that's what yeah people just got married Okay, let's get back on. Topic. I think we need to. I think I think we're. Uh, I think this is beautiful. I think we were, we wrapped it up well with Zeus. No, you think so? Okay. Yeah. Oh no. You, wait. You That's cool. Question. We have a question. Let's okay. answer the question. Okay. There are ethical arguments in favor. Are, yeah. There are ethical arguments. Yeah. So sorry. Gil Irez says there are ethical arguments in favor of a conscious. I think he means it's a question. A conscientious yeah. omnivorous diet. Yeah. Well, he maybe as a statement, maybe as a question, but the yeah. point is this though. Yeah. First. It's about personal ethics, right? I'm not telling you do this, don't do that. As I said, I'm just mm -hmm. sharing with you what I do. I'm sharing all the options and the possibilities in front of you. You decide what's good for you. So that's where ethics is inseparable from personal choice. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it will be slavery, right? You yeah. have to make the free choice uh, yourself. But secondly, I personally, as far as I'm concerned, I don't see any ethical uh, reasons. Let me, let me talk a little bit about that because that's an important point. So we're, we've been talking about gods right now. Right. As far as the animal world is concerned, we are the gods. Yeah. Okay. We are the givers and the takers. And what kind of gods are we, right? We are the kind of gods that kill 75 billion animals and 1.3 uh, uh, trillion fish and other uh, organisms from the sea. 1.3 trillion annually. Every, Every year, year, 75 billion animals, right? Half and the and they somewhere. live basically in concentration camps yeah. from their birth to their death. And by the way, we don't treat them humanely. We treat them as machines, mm -hmm. right? So if you look at it historically speaking and from a religious point of view, when we, have, when we had the hunter-gatherer society, uh, they used to be animists. 
they didn't consider the hunter gatherer didn't consider himself above the the mammoth the woolly mammoth yeah. that they ate or, or 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 all the other animals they considered that everyone had the right to live and they apologized to the animal yeah. for killing it and thank and they were, were just grateful. in the game they were just in it like we're right. all in it together like i got you today and they were grateful that yeah because the next day the tiger ate the human for example and we all saw each other together yeah and and, and we didn't see ourselves as special and then as soon as we moved to our agricultural societies which is the move when we made two uh, monotheist religions by the way then god told us that it's okay to kill the animals because we were better than them yeah you see that we it's important to know how this happened and then we justified most everything because we're better than the animals why yeah. because we have the soul and they don't have the soul. That's the reason yeah. why we think same logic for slavery. Better. By the way, same logic of for course, slavery. Other, the, a lot of religions have how to treat your slaves. But animals are, are our slaves, slaves right? Yeah. So, animals are, but human beings can be too. Right, yeah. but but nowadays we've went away. We went away from, from, slavery. from slavery, and now we're but, still. But we have on billions the animals. of animals yeah. that we are con treating as machines and yeah. as slaves, and as a means to an end rather than as an end to themselves. Guaranteed, yeah. at one point we're going to look back on eating meat as the equivalent of slavery. I have no doubt on that. that well, wow. that's, that's my take on it, but Gil may disagree with me. But he has another point too. Oh, a yeah. lot of people disagree with me on this when I tell them, but... What is the other point? I don't see it. I don't it. see it. Right here. Uh, oh, conscientious omnivores. Yes, yes. And that's the point of, you know, the free-range society and then, you know, let them roam. But you know what? What's the... I, from ethical point of view, that makes marginal difference. I'll tell you why. It's like saying, okay... Uh, is it better to have a slave that spent all their life, was born in a prison, and then you kill them? Or is it better to have a, a free person and you go and kill them? Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, how they live their life doesn't have a bearing on how they should die. In other words, you can live as a free man and live as a, as a slave. It has no ethical or logical bearing on the way you should or you shouldn't die. And therefore, I don't personally buy the argument that you can tell me, well, this animal has spent its way like roaming the woods yeah. free, and therefore now I can go and kill it. H how is that logical? How does that make sense? Yeah. Like you know, right? Well, it's it's almost like have you ever seen? Planet yes, they Earth? had a better life until that point. Yeah. But then you go and kill them. But some of them didn't even like. How like, is it, that? When and, you watch Planet Earth, like some animals, their life is torture. Like it's just suffering from day one. No, look. It's so the sad. The jungle is nasty, brutish, and short. It's Life so is brutish. nasty, brutish, and so short. Mean. Yeah. But... I just want to talk to God and be like, okay, take it easy, man. Right. It's, it's almost like you go in, like imagine you went to GM, right? And everything looks like normal. And then you open a door and there's just a guy getting whipped. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck was that? That's how planet Earth feels, where I'm like, why is this animal, like, can God, can someone just fix this? Like, why is this animal getting tortured by a cat? Like, you know, rat, mice get tortured by cats. Well, sure. Like, they play with them. Just like, for yeah. example, uh, killer whales play with seals. Yeah. You know? The same thing. It's yeah, part of the them. teaching the new generation and it's part of having fun. But that's how, that's the kind of that's gods we, we are to today with animals. We don't only kill animals for food, by the way. We kill them for sports, for entertainment, for fun, in all kinds of different ways. So that's the kind of gods we are today with respect to the animals. Now, think about if we actually have artificial intelligences yeah. or Reason aliens. number three from his going vegan or aliens article. coming from space yeah. and actually being much smarter than us. So they can use the same exact logic. They yeah. can say, one, our religion says you guys don't have a soul. Or two, they can say our science says we're so much more intelligent and yeah. advanced than you. Therefore, we can justify killing you 
eating you, roasting you, uh, imprisoning you. Or just treating you like an ant and saying, like, we got to build a thing here. The same way and treat- there's a bunch of animals here. I don't care. Like, I need my house. Or they treating couldn't. you the same way that you treat the animals now. Yeah. Right? So, so isn't it better to treat them as with kindness, dignity, and respect yeah. as, a, as an end in themselves rather than the means so that we can show that there's a precedent of smarter intelligences treating lower intelligences yeah. in a good way and we can hope to be treated in kind ourselves by those smarter intelligences. Because yeah. right now, if they follow our model, we're doomed. We're screwed, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, even if they don't show up and they don't follow our model, we are going to be doomed hurt. simply because right now we're consuming the planet and the, the biggest emissions, by the way, of course, as you know, I'm sure, come from uh, the agricultural industry related, uh, usually uh, lots of things like methane and other gas mm-hmm. related to uh, cattle production, where either directly or indirectly, indirectly being, for example, when you burn the forest to grow soy or corn to feed the cattle, you know? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we already have the, the means to feed 14 billion people on our planet. Today, no new technology needed, no nothing. Just a simple yeah. diet change. Like you have to feed a, bee, a cow way more. Like yeah. you can feed and like they, 100 people with they, what you would feed a cow they, and, to feed one guy. And it's not guy. just the food, it's actually water. They consume water, a yeah. lot more and water. water. Insane, yeah. A lot more water. And yes. then you have the excrement, yeah. which actually pollutes the, the bays. Uh, it goes into yeah. the, the, the water aquifers. It, it poisons our drinking water, their drinking water. It poisons the fish. It's, yeah, Gil- it's, it's a horrendous. Gil's got all of the anti-vegan points ready. I feel like he knows them all. Keep yourselves hydrated, guys. (laughs) Great. Vegan. Yeah, no, it's true. It honestly, it is a complicated long-term thing. Long-term health. But you okay, know, Gil, here I'm the experiment. Okay, I don't know long term. It's been only one year. It will be one year next year. But I tell you, I perform better in every way possible. Not only on the bike, but also off the bike. I feel better. Uh, I'm lighter. Uh, my mind works better. So yeah. I ask me again in a couple of years. But like, I don't know what you mean by long term. One year is that enough? And you know, I've talked to people who have been vegan for for ten years. Yeah, and, and there's some cultures where you have to be like you're just right. vegan. Absolutely. And there and there are good like they're they're or healthy. vegetarian at yeah, least. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and also with the morality question, you know, there's a professor talking about morality, and he says the difference between tragedy, which is inevitable, what life is tragic, but the difference between tragedy and evil is evil is like unnecessary, unnecessary tragedy, yes. right? Is is like doing it yes. for fun, like a cat would do to a mouse. That would be a tra- uh, that would be evil. Versus absolutely. tragedy is just like absolutely it's just life and right? we have so, sports hunting for example right the guy yeah. that could that killed the lion in zimbabwe right remember the dentist that 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 went yeah, people and, got mad about and, that and he didn't even kill him with the first shot because he was using a, a bow and arrow to kill him right right and what what so so you have a boring life of a dentist and to get some kick and excitement excitement out of your life you gotta get kicks out of going places in the world and killing killing things. That's the kind of excitement we get in our life, right? You don't do it to eat because you're starving. Yeah, he's just like some rich you do guy. It, you do it just, you know, to show. I'm a big macho guy. He's and, like rich and, too. He has a lot of, of money course, to do it. He's a dentist, whatever. But he, and to, <laughs> and, and to have some excitement in your boring yeah. life. Whereas my thing is like, Find a better path that's more interesting for your life so you yeah. don't have to be bored with what you do and yeah. find that excitement in your daily routine. Do what you love, man. Clearly, you hate being a dentist, all right? And you got to put it off on the animals, right? And you don't need the lion afterwards, but no, you, you got to pose, 
right? And that was a bit, that's just one of hand. Yeah. You know, technically you can eat anything, but I like so, you yeah. don't eat the lion. But nobody right? eats lions. But they just take the head off and they stuff the stuff yeah. the animal and make it. It's like it's basically a show off. You go to their house and then you see the whole wall covered with animal heads or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, he gets to be like, look, I killed all these guys. Right. And I've seen I've seen houses like that, by the way, which it are like such an insecurity to me. It does, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you constantly have to prove yourself, you know. So, but anyway, that's, I'm just saying, there's a lot of psychology there that we need to work out. There's a lot of issues with our daily work and yeah. routine. And, but the point is you but, don't do it to survive. You but if it's eat, unnecessary, like if someone tells yes, me like, 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 like they got to eat meat for, for protein. And then I'm like, oh, what are you eating? Chicken wings, bacon. Come on, bro. You just like bacon. Yeah. Don't say it like, hey man, health reasons. Chicken okay, I gotta eat meat. Chicken wings? It's like, it's yeah. like, it's like, you're eating chicken wings for that? No, like, but, you don't but that's the whole point. You know, people yeah. say, well, the Neanderthals, you know, in the paleo period, we used to eat a lot of meat. First of all, that's not exactly true because it depends where, right? We were omnivorous, yeah. which means that in certain geographical locales where we had access to, let's say, wild sheep or whatever, we would eat lots of meat. And in other places, we would eat fruits. And you know vegetables and and even tree bark and and, and other things tree like bark. that. Yeah, yeah. S- seriously. Mm. And so, well, it, well, all the old vegetables are like but, garbage. But if Whenever go, they show old vegetables, like what they used to really be like, yeah, they they're like much. they have no like they, they, meat, the, they, no vegetable meat. You know. But they even look different. They're not. They look so different. Carrots are not red, for example. No, right? they're not red. They're and, like and broccoli was and, weird. Yeah, everything yeah. is different. But everything's different. Yeah. But, but the like point hybrid. is, if you go even before that, and if you look, because we've been in the paleo period maybe for a couple hundred thousand years, but. But before that, or, or maybe let's say, uh, out of the last twenty million uh, period uh, years that we've been hominoids, eighteen uh, million or so, we were like sort of different levels of monkey state or ape ape stateness. And if you look at it from that point of view, actually throughout the longest part of our history, we've been eating mostly uh, fruits, mostly fruits. Right? Yeah, isn't that mostly what monkeys eat is fruits? Yeah. They just eat bananas. That's the stereotype. Well, not, not bananas, but like tree tree fruits or whatever. Yeah, lots of stuff. And they do eat meat sometimes, though, eh? Very, so very, very only rarely. some it's only some rate. some species of monkeys, and and very rarely. And only here's the, jerks. the other here's the other killer uh, yeah. thing to consider. What's the most perfect one perfect uh, food for humanity? That was designed by evolution over millions upon millions upon millions Whoa. of years. Whoa, you're not going to say banana, are you? Are you going to do that video where the guy's like, look, the atheist nightmare. Have you seen no. that video? No. It's hilarious. But anyway, finish Sorry. your point. I'll tell you. It's milk. It's baby milk. Like the milk that the baby right. gets from the mother. And if you look from the, in that milk, in the content, it's by far the lowest protein content of all the animal world. Wow. And... The uh, one of the lowest fat contents of all the world. In fact, the vast majority of the stuff that's in baby milk doesn't even feed the baby. By the way, and people—it's mostly water, isn't it? No, no, no. It, it and people couldn't even figure out what is it for for the longest time. And only recently we discovered that the most stuff that's in the in the in the milk actually goes goes to feed your microbiome oh. because the microbiome. Yeah, so I've the heard mother. That feeds the microbiome in the baby's tummy so that it develops to be a healthy microbiome so that the baby has protective immune system that kills all the bacteria wow. from the other food, right? So it's very low on fat, it's very low on protein. So high protein diet and high fat diets are not good for babies and they're, by the way, not good for adults. By the way, that's the only milk that's good for us and only until we're suckling babies and no later because let's say cow milk is designed to basically uh, create a, a baby calf 
to be able to run on the savanna or on the on the pasture away yeah, from yeah, a predator. We, yeah, our milk doesn't. We have take very that. different milk requirements, very different everything. So and and after we we get out of suckling period, like we don't need that even anymore. Uh, microbiome is very different from a cow's microbiome, so that's actually pretty darn bad for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we agree with that with the paleo people, by the way. There's a lot of agreement, actually. Yeah, yeah. Between the yeah there is a lot of agreement. Right? There is a lot of agreement. So, so one thing you can do is you can start with the commonalities rather than the differences. Yeah, right? Yeah. Don't eat processed food. Eat a lot of uh, good vegetables. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, don't drink milk. Don't drink. Don't eat cheese and all those yeah, yeah. things. Right? Well, this goes back to the even the religion science debate. I feel like meat eater or not vegan has the same animosity where people are like what well, you you don't eat meat what the hell's wrong with you and then the other side does that too where it's like there's 80 percent that we can agree on you know i don't have the animosity because i was there man i was there i was like until a year ago i mm -hmm. was eating a lot of meat uh a lot of meat because you know uh first i didn't eat a lot of meat when i was growing up and then when i came here in, in west in in the west from 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 the east you know when i was a kid my mom would buy a chicken yeah. and she would make uh, food for the whole family for three days with one chicken. Like she would make a soup with it. Uh, then she would put half of it in the in a rice yeah, dish, yeah. and then the next half in a, in like a potato. And it would be me, my dad, and my mom that are going to eat three days from that one chicken, right? Yeah. So most of the food we ate actually was not the actual chicken, but the stuff around the chicken. Yeah. Then I came here and I started eating a lot of meat, like everybody else right. does, right? Right, right. And you know, my fam my wife's family is Italian, so lots of meat, lots of burgers. Her dad barbecues all year round. Yeah, yeah, Italian. There's a lot of sausage. Right. And stuff like so, that. so I used to eat like three burgers or three steaks sometimes, you know, on a sitting. Yeah. But like, you feel better I, now, I was, not. Eating are it. you kidding? I feel so much better. I, well, I, ha I never have. Sometimes it's issues. just personal thing too, man. Like maybe you don't want to eat it, so you don't eat it. I don't. Gil's got a good uh, comment here. He's saying to talk to Dave Asprey, Bulletproof. That's uh, a good point because Dave Asprey from I've Bulletproof. I've interviewed Dave Asprey oh, you have? on my show. Wow. Watch the interview. Two things for Dave. No scientific uh, backing of his claims in most cases. I took it. I took it easy on him during the interview, but watch that interview. Um, he doesn't have a single peer review study to support his claims. Almost uh, very little. But science. his claims on pro eating meat. He's pro eating meat. Is that uh, hardcore? Yeah. 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 So uh, and and number two is watch, especially if you're a coffee drinker, how me and him were geeking out on the coffee stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. And you would see that even though he's very good about not having mold and all that stuff in your coffee, actually, he, uh, when you buy coffee from him, it's already been pre-roasted. Uh, and you don't know when it was roasted, by the way. And the key for quality, one of the key elements of the quality of coffee is not only starting with a great bean, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. but the roasting date. And the, that's why the best way to do that, by the way, is to home roast it. So I only buy fair trade organic, organic green beans that I home roast at home. And we consume yeah. those I've had it. From, it was, it's good. from three it's to really seven, coffee. 10 days maximum after the roasting. You try that yeah, coffee, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Right. So, so watch that interview with Dave. It tasted surprisingly well. Yeah, I've done Dave too. You've done, Dave. All right, guy. We, let's let's wrap up, man. Okay. We gotta wrap how it up. Do we, how do we wrap this? How up? do we wrap? Well, I was gonna say that I was I was gonna say that 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 the same way that meat eaters and vegans, religious people, scientists, there's like all these commonalities that we can find, and this podcast is about in a polarized world of black and white. You need brown, and I we we did a lot of brown today. All right. Very cool. I, I don't usually call I... it gray, but I call it brown. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and I would say, yeah, my thing is, uh, don't believe yourself, even yourself, 100%. Yeah, question everything. Question everything, especially yourself. Uh, be open-minded, have beginner's mind. Yeah. At least that those are my approaches, and I admit, I don't always live to my ideals, but I do strive to. 
And uh, me, for example, when I talk to paleo people or meat eaters, you know, I have compassion because and experience and, and also awareness that I was there, man. I, w- I was doing exactly that just yeah. like a year ago, right? So I never allowed, ate meat, so I don't care. But people who eat meat are like, how you dare never you? ate meat? I never ate it. I'm Hindu. There, there born, like, I was born like this. There you go. So so you're much better than me. Than My mom me. brainwashed me since I was a kid not to eat it. <laughs> well, so, a lot of milk, though. A lot of milk. Yeah. Well, I'm so, Bulgarian, so I grew up on milk and cheese. But when I, when I go back to India, I'm taller than everyone, though. Yeah. So what is that? Is that the milk? I don't know. Well, that may be the hormones in the milk, maybe. Probably the hormones. In, I'm getting steroids. Right. So listen, keep yeah. drinking milk, I guess, is the message. What? No. <laughs> if you want to play in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, if you want to play in the NBA, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. We got some, uh, some love here. They, What's up? They feel that we're wrapping up. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Billy. Billy says, nice studio, Mish. Really enjoy hearing from Nick in your creation of environment. Ah, thank you. Making his experience possible. I like how Nick consistently turns and speaks to us while looking at the camera as he is talking to you. He's a pro. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's a pro. And yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I'll get there. Uh, Gil, <laughs> I feel lucky to be able to correspond with you. Great folks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks thank for you all the question, for watching. Gil. My respect and, and, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, yo, that's our show, man. Support our sponsor, Glory of India. Amazing food. And Speaking of all the you, vegan food. Yes, amazing food. I vouch for it. I ate there and I'm going to go eat there again. Yeah. And by the way, if you still haven't seen the original episode that I did with uh, Dr. Mish Patel, Dr. Dr. Mish Patel, make sure you watch it. It's phenomenal. I myself, I, I admit, for... I've seen it like five times beginning to end yeah. and, and, and I kill myself laughing yeah. every time. That's Listen, how good it is. It took like two weeks to write that. You better call me fucking doctor. <laughs> you call me doctor. <laughs> that's doctor level. Yeah, that's doctor level. Uh, guys, that's the show. Thanks for watching. Thank you, guys. We love you. Cool. Goodbye. Bye. Good times, buddy. It's a good podcast. Yeah, one and a half hour, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They were cut. Uh, yes. Because usually watching. I'll say something about drugs or something at this watching. point, and then <laughs> that's a beauty. Yeah, one of the things that's really another annoying thing about Facebook, they're inconsistent about when they're cut. So if yeah. I hit end. Sometimes it cuts instantaneously at the point that it cut in mm-hmm. our progress, and sometimes uh-huh. it ends the entire feed. So. I-